0: Hello and welcome to the Think Share. My name is Zach. I'm here to bring to it. I've been thinking about, sharing about, talking about, listening to, reading about that doesn't belong in math class to make you the goodest version of yourself. I've been emailing back and forth between uh, one of the, one of my early subscribers for my YouTube channel, and oftentimes, you know, we, we talk about depression. We talk about um, dealing with our thoughts, dealing with a lot of the pains in life, dealing with suffering. And one of the things I have been speaking with them about lately has been the concept of we are not our thoughts. So often I think people have all these thoughts going through their brain and they kind of hear a couple and they jump on board and take action on them. And I would say that everyone really has voices in their head. And I think it's kind of BS that people say it's just people that are mentally ill that have voices in your head like we literally all have voices in our head and what I want us to all consider is when we can start to recognize what those thoughts are that's when we have control people that are sort of spontaneous and out of control and and that you know sometimes we call mentally ill even when they're not are people that say that they have voices in their head and act on those voices. Because guess what? Everyone has voices on their head and every day they act on those voices. Sometimes they act on pure intuition that don't really come as voices. They sort of just come in the moment. But so many of us have all these thoughts running through our brains. And the moment that we can discover and recognize that they're not us, it's not that they're not ours, but they are not us. I always remember when I was a little kid, Maybe like ten years old, I would always have this thought running through my brain about just doing bad things. And I always remember it was like certain there are a couple of situations that I would come across, and there was this person that I that, I, that had certain feelings toward it, and I would always just like have this thought running through my brain about what mean things I would do. Now I would never actually act on it. But I would always judge myself like, oh my God, Zach, you are a horrible person. Why would you why would you even think that? And the fact is, is that that wasn't me. I was judging myself based on some thoughts going through my head. Now, the fact that I was acknowledging the thought was there is what I thought was me. But when we can realize that we are not our thoughts, we can stop judging ourselves. And if we can recognize again that they're not us, we can... Choose whether to take action on them or not. I know oftentimes when I pass by some sugary snacks, I have sort of impulses to just eat them, and I can also sometimes acknowledge my thoughts and say, Well, is that you that really wants it, or is it sort of your body wants it? Like, what's going on there? And I can kind of have this conversation with myself, have a conversation between the voices in my head. So, a couple ideas that we talked about using to deal with recognizing the voices in our head is one stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness is an exercise where you just write down all the thoughts you have. You don't think about what specifically it is that that you want to be writing. You just write down whatever comes to you. And you scribble it down. It doesn't it barely has to be legible, just legible enough that you could look back on it and say, hey, those are all the thoughts I just had. When you can write them down on paper, the valuable thing about that is you can recognize that they're not you. They're just words. I think a really interesting experiment I've done before is um, I think it was a student council conference it was the uh, the moderator had us write down some judgments about ourselves on a piece of paper and then we were supposed to crumple up the paper and throw it in the trash. And then we could create sort of a new judgment, a new vision or possibility for ourselves and we could hold on to that other piece of paper so just the act of writing it down and then sort of throwing it out even though it's very metaphorical and it's not reality it actually kind of the the symbolism of it actually can have an impact on us and the way we think so stream of consciousness can be really valuable just by seeing that they are words rather than thinking that they are us like if i was a when i was younger and i was having those thoughts i had written them down and saw what they were it was thoughts and that they were not me then that could have made a difference another activity now this is one that i like just because i kind of grew up enjoying hip-hop Is i really like trying to stream of consciousness but trying to rhyme um, and it gives me a little bit of constraint, makes it a little bit more challenging, and it, and it can become kind of fun. So it takes some practice, I think, to to get used to trying to talk in rhymes, but also a really fun version of stream of consciousness. Um, and meditation or a mindfulness practice is a really good one. I often use the Headspace app. Headspace um, is an app where it's a guided meditation. I forget the last name, but the CEO's name is Andy, and he walks you through these guided meditations. And you're you're thinking about your breathing. You're being asked to count your breaths, or count, um, you know, experience the sensations in your head and your limbs, and you're you're kind of just being one with your body. You're you're purposefully experiencing your body and your breathing, rather than sort of in our heads as we describe it. Um, and in his TED talk. Andy talks about what meditation is. A lot of people have this misconception that meditation is um, this, like, very, very spiritual thing where you're sitting down cross legged and you're saying, um, and you're silent and, like, you're, you're just trying to clear thoughts. That's not what it is, he says. And I think this really helped me understand what meditation was and helped me get on board with it. Meditation is when you are listening and observing your thoughts. So he said if, if your brain is a crowded highway and you have all these cars going by and all the cars, these little thoughts, little concerns, little worries, etc. Your goal is to notice that there are cars going by but not to get in any of them. Most of what happens in our day-to-day lives is we get all these cars going by and then we just get in the one that seems either the most interesting Or going the fastest, or is the most urgent, or is the biggest one? You know, if we have this worry, all of a sudden we'll just we'll jump into that car, start worrying. Ten minutes later, we're like, "Where did I go?" Like, we just have this experience. Like, I've just gotten caught up in this thought, and it snowballed into something that it was not, and we're way off from where we were. I think that that's what happens a lot with me with ADHD sometimes. So, what meditation allows us to do is it's the practice of observing our thoughts. If we can observe them, we can acknowledge that they are not us, but that we have them, that they're separate. They're a different thing. So I hope that this was a uh, helpful, useful, um, brought some light to people that have been considering meditation. Want to know what it's all about. I hope it's given you some mindfulness practices. Check me out on YouTube, uh, the think share or, uh, And if if you like this, you found some value in this, share it with a friend and or uh, give me a rating on iTunes. Um, Thank you for listening. And uh, to all my listeners out there, stay weird. Yo.